You are listening to the FCF Leadership Podcast. This podcast has been created to help you connect and achieve your destiny as a leader. For more information, visit our website at fcf.org. Jeff, we talked a lot about social media as uh, it pertains to youth, but um, I'm thinking about some things when it deals with the local church, just in marketing and social media today, because in the world that we live in, um, you have to use the tools that are available to you because people are involved in social media. Yeah. Yep, they are. They are. Um, I think there's, uh, when we look at this whole topic, there's, uh, everyone has a lot of feelings about it and it, it brings up kind of different things from, from, from different sides of the spectrum. And I understand, uh, both sides. I think there's, um, there's this call to the church to be relevant that keeps, you know, that keeps blasting everywhere. And I, and part of me hates it because there's a, there's a movement rising up that says the church isn't relevant. So it needs to become more worldly <laughs> to be relevant. And that's, that's not relevant. Um, the church is relevant because the word of God is relevant. And um, in that, though, the other side of the coin is the church has very easily lost sight of how to stay in touch with a, with a world that's sometimes moving faster than our organizations have with it. Um, and so when I look at social media and I look at the church, I think of the fact that um, I, th- I, th- I think I go back to Pentecost. And the fact that not only was not only did tongues come down as a sign of God's power, but also as a way to communicate to all the people around. Because when when the apostles started speaking in tongues that day, they were making the praises of God known in the languages of all these other men. And so God speaks to people where they're at. Yeah. And God meets people where they're at. To demonstrate his power. And so we have the opportunity within social media and digital communication to demonstrate God's power. And so I think there is a need in the church to figure out how are we going to do this? And and there is a, a need to do it. It can't be avoided. And I think um, by avoiding it, a lot of churches will, will miss out on many that are called to come get fed and meet the Lord at their places. I know a lot of churches are using um, Facebook for Facebook Live now. So yeah. they don't have to have a means to even put it on television or a cable yeah. or things like that anymore. They are using social media, which doesn't cost them really, it doesn't cost them no. anything but maybe a camera uh, to be able to impact a broader uh, amount of people than they're currently able to uh, impact yeah. if they're just looking at what's going to happen in the four walls of my church. Yep, It's really changed. It's really, like you said, especially because of the, it's broke down the cost factors to where there were only some of the biggest churches that could even get you know time on local TV stations you know, and things like that. It's really opened up the doors for churches to be able to, with a, with a, a phone or, or, a, or an iPad or anything like that, to be able to broadcast anywhere around the world. And the opportunities, you know, again, you don't need a lot of technology to make it work. You know, you need a guy that, that's willing to hold the camera. Yeah, yeah and maybe know how to upload something. Yeah. That's about it. That's about it. Um, to me, it closes the the world. It closes the the gaps of the Great Commission because social media goes where we do not physically go. 
Yeah. It's so broad. And so in the day that we live in as a local church, we have to be looking at what's available to us and different social media apps and different things that uh, give us more impact to the community that's around us and not just broadening it as far as people go, but even broadening uh, a broader reach in the age groups that we're able to reach into because they're all connecting somewhere on social media, but with different tools. Yep. Yep. And in that, I think a lot, a lot of people are overwhelmed by this, right? Because it can, it can easily, it can easily, you know, when you look at, especially if it's not something that you're that familiar with and you look at, there's Instagram, there's Twitter, there's YouTube, there's Facebook, there's Snapchat, there's uh, Pinterest, there, the list goes on and on of all the different apps that are out there. And you kind of look at it and go, okay, what am I supposed to, you know, where do I even begin? Um, but I think to, to kind of figure that out, you, you look at what your goals are, right? And you say, okay, who's using what, you know, who's using what app? Who's in using, you know, even using the resource within your congregation, start, start polling the people, find out what are you, what are you guys using? You know, if you find out most of your congregations on Facebook and there's a way to engage with them there, then maybe that's a good avenue to start to go down to start to even start to facilitate communication within your own, your own body that then can start to filter out into the rest of the world. If you know that, you know, uh, say you don't have a lot of youth and, and the youth are all on Instagram and, you know, that's a, that's a way to reach out, then you know, work with the couple youth you have to start figuring out how, how what, what is our Instagram strategy going to be, you know, and you don't have to do everything. You don't have to, ha- you know, have, I've seen some of the, you know, you go to a church's website and they have about 12 different social media links that at the bottom. That was going to be my next you know? question. Yeah. Like, do you have to do everything? No, this is overwhelming. Yeah, it is, you know, start with what, what you believe, you know, based on working with your, with your congregation, what's going to be the most effective and, you know, do it strategically. You know, there's no, there's no need to do, to do everything poorly. Find a couple things and do them well. And, and just with you talking, I think about, um, if I'm intimidated, but I know I need to use these, um, different tools and social media, if I'm going to pull my congregation, I don't have to be the guru, of that tool, because that means if there's people in my congregation that are actually using it, there may be someone that has used it enough to at least get us started. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I think, you know, you find there, there may be someone that's sending out, uh, you know, tweets out on Twitter that, that are quoting the sermon. (laughs) And if they're doing that already on their own account, then they might be a good person to tap on the shoulder and say, Hey, we need a church Twitter account. Would you be willing to run it and just keep posting these sorts of things that you're posting on here? You know, and a lot of people would love the opportunity to be involved. Another way to serve. So With all of these social media apps now that our churches should be involved in because it is giving us a reach into not just our people, but the community that beyond us because they're sharing stuff. So it's not just them, but they're sharing things with their friends on whatever tool that they're using. Um, How much do you follow even within your youth group or within your church, because you not only have a responsibility with your youth group, but you're also very much connected in the pastoral team of the church when it comes to your people. Yep. Um, just staying connected and following them. Well, is it, it necessary? It, <laughs> if you're going to, if you're going to pastor them, then I'd say yes. Um, because uh, more often than not, uh, you're going to find out more 
in following uh, following much of your congregation on Facebook than you are necessarily on Sunday morning. <laughs> um, and it it really, to be honest, it, it it I've seen it provide a lot of open doors. Um, where, you know, say there are a lot of things you see as a pastor where you, you might see something in someone um, that, you know, you know, you know that confrontation's coming at some point, but it's hard because, you know, maybe in the roles they're in within the church or the lack of roles they're in within the church, there's, there's never a good way to, to pinpoint what, what you want to walk out in them, you know? Um, but sometimes people's ability to filter or inability to filter their, their social lives on, on uh, social media provides a good catalyst to say, hey, you know, I, I, saw, this, I saw this post that you said the other day on, on Facebook, and, you know, it concerned me. Or even, um, you know, when there's a need, a lot of times there are, the, there are people in the congregation that, you know, they would just, um, they, you know, they're those ones that would serve every day of the week and would never, never would come. never let yeah. you know that there's something going on. But, you know, on social media, they might happen to mention something that's happening in their lives that you would have never known because their heart is just so much to serve. Um, and it gives you the opportunity. Hey, I saw this happen. Is everything okay? Um, you know, it really, and of course it's gonna, it's gonna open you up to scenarios that you probably don't want to yeah. deal with, but it, you know, it's, it's worth it for the opportunities that it brings. You know, I think about that, the very fact that in ministry, life is busy and it takes time. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think sometimes that's a hurdle for people. They look at, well, how do I do all of this stuff I'm supposed to do? And now you're telling me I need to be involved in social media and then I need to be following these people too. Yeah. Yeah, it, it and you know it doesn't have to. It doesn't have to be. Again, this is where you have the resources. You know, sometimes it's a matter of you know. Uh, I know on our pastoral team, uh, you know, our head pastor isn't as big on Facebook and all of that, but our uh, our our co pastor, you know, Jamie, she is. So she can let us all know what's happening on Facebook. Um, you know, and not in any sort of gossipy way, but just you know, hey, I saw the other day so and so posted this. Let's make sure we follow up with them. You know, it's, it's really, um, it's, it's a matter of finding those people who there are, there are plenty of people probably on your team that are already spending time on Facebook. And if they know that they can do it with a little more purpose (laughs) and we can make that time that's spent scrolling through Facebook a little more effective, then let's do it. Um, and if it's something that you do have to take on, on your own, it's not something that you have to spend hours a day, but you know, if you kind of, again, do everything with purpose and strategy, you can say, Hey, I'm going to make a point. I'm going to spend, you know, 15 minutes at night or 15 minutes in the morning. I'm just going to go through these people that I'm following on Facebook and I'm just going to see how these congregation members are doing, or maybe, you know, someone you didn't see in church that it's a, it's an easy way to see, okay, maybe there's something I can pick up on social that gives me an open door to communicate with them. As a church, then, how do we use, um, beyond just connecting with our congregation, which is important, how do we use tools like Facebook, Instagram, even Twitter, as tools that can be for growth um, in our congregation? Because I know you can set up pages. You can set up a page for your church. So there's a lot of really great ways that something like Facebook can serve the church community. There is. And um, one of the one of the great ways, aside from the basics, like you said, of setting up a page, setting up a, having a presence on the platform to start, you know, whether it's Facebook. And again, maybe you start small. Maybe you say, we're going to pick one. 
And for us, it's going to be Facebook. And we're gonna, and Facebook does have the the vast majority of tools. Um, you know, Facebook is the biggest. Um, and for the generation that's going to be that, um, you know, that that more adult generation, anywhere from you know in their early twenties or even even eighteen right now um, and older. They're gonna. They're likely to be on Facebook. You know that that youth age right now. Um, you know, at least the day we're recording this, they're more that Instagram. I know they're probably. Uh, I would say it's probably got to the point right now that the majority of my youth don't use Facebook um, yet. And it, it may be something that they do when they're older. Facebook has managed to evolve well. Uh, you know, and outlast almost every social platform. Um, but let's say it's Facebook, and you're. You know, it has advertising tools, and it's not expensive. It's cheap. I mean, you know, I know, I know some churches purchase billboards. And, you know, working in the business world, I know billboards are expensive. And, you know, you might get a lot of eyeballs, you know, on them, but it's, it's in one spot. It's limited, and it has to be when people are driving by that billboard. Um, you know, with Facebook, you're really taking it right into where they, where they already are, no matter what route they take to work and no matter where they're going to be, you can say, I want to, you know, I want to target people in a, in a 15 mile radius of my church and I want to target them with this message. And you know what, we're going to do a big, a big thing on, um, you know, let's say, uh, we're going to do a big marriage seminar coming up. I'm going to target couples. I'm going to target, target people that are in a relationship. I'm going to target, uh, married people that are, who have a status of married. I'm going to target people who are interested in, in this, that, or the other thing. And you can really, target your advertising um, specifically to be so specific to what you're looking for um, and so that's especially important when you're looking at church growth and you know there are certain demographics of your church that that you know you need to build um, Facebook really provides a lot of tools to again um, very inexpensively I know you can reach um, you know you usually get charged by the number of people that see your ad and you can reach um, you know a a thousand people a day for a few dollars. You do this for a living. Yes. So you know um, how important it is in industry to use a tool like that because this is what they hired you and pay you really good money to do. <laughs> yes. Yes. It is. Uh, I mean, you know, there are the, if, if for those that use social media, um, the amount that you see inside your social media feeds, it's actually paid advertising would, would probably overwhelm you. It's probably up upwards of, you know, 50 to 70 percent. And some of it's obvious, you know, you see, oh, there's an ad. But most of the time you find you're not that it's not like uh, when you when you'd watch TV and the commercial break would come on and you'd leave the room to go get, you know, to go get some chips because you didn't want to watch the commercials. It, they've really mastered it to the point that you don't feel inconvenienced by it. And they, and so the amount of advertising that goes on, um, it's really, it's set up, it's set up a disadvantage to those that are just trying to do it without throwing in a couple dollars. Um, you know, I know for us, we've grown our budget more and more and more, um, in our, in our Facebook advertising, in our social advertising specifically, um, because we found as the cultures changed, we're not we're not just looking to advertise. You know, our a good majority of our spend used to be on things where you know I want to advertise to people that are searching for what I offer as a business. I work for an education company, so it's schooling. Um, so you know, I'm I'm I want to show up for people who are searching for schooling. And our cultures, uh, social media activities become so passive, where again there's just that endless scrolling on Facebook. Uh, I think we've all been guilty of it, you know, uh, that that it's become so passive. We're actually looking to go out 
and find someone who's not looking for us. And a lot of times, um, you know, we're in the position of the church. People are looking for us, whether they realize it or not. And so it, without, without putting in that, that couple of dollars, and again, you may, you can start small. I mean, it's, I'd say even if you just said, we're going to commit a dollar a day to this, you know, that's, I think that's the minimum. We're going to commit a dollar a day and we're going to see, um, what can we do to, if we just took a dollar a day to advertise on Facebook, will it make a difference? How do they begin that? I mean, if I was to go to Facebook and say, okay, I'm a pastor, I don't know how to do this. Where do I even begin? So, um, the nice thing is Facebook is really uh, is really geared towards um, the the novice user, you know. The idiot uh, that doesn't <laughs> know what they're doing. <laughs> uh, they really, you know, they want they want people to spend money. You know, I mean, their goal as a company is to make money. <laughs> they don't just want you to have a place to talk to your yes. friends, right? So they they have the businesses like me that they know they're going to get they're going to get us we're going to spend the big dollars but when they can get the small businesses they want that small business owner who doesn't know anything other than he needs to get his business on Facebook or that that pastor who says I you know I need to I need to have a presence on here they they have a lot of walkthrough guides um, and so if you if you just went to Facebook and there's uh, you know one of the links on the side there says ads or create an ad um, you know or if you go to your if you've created a page for your church there's a button right at the top because once you've created that page they know your next step is they want you to advertise that page and so they're going to give you buttons and they're going to give you little walkthroughs and if it is overwhelming if you get through it and you're just confused by it then i'd say um look for a resource i wouldn't i wouldn't recommend going to some marketing agency and really you know i would youtube uh, it yeah i'd probably youtube how do i set this up on facebook there there yep that's what i that's that's how i've learned almost everything i know about my job (laughs) is i have uh either found someone uh you know in my church actually i've looked at hey do you know how to do this okay can you help me do this or and then I've Googled and I've said and I've YouTubed and I said, okay, how do I set up a Facebook ad? How do I set up this? And um, and we'll try to we'll try to provide a couple of resources at the end to some links that'll give some walkthroughs on some basics. But like you said, YouTube looking for looking to empower people. A lot of times we as the as the pastors we, we tend to take on you know that whole that whole mentality of if I don't do it, it's not going to get done. Or if I want it done right, I got to figure it out. Sometimes we've got to look at it and say, you know what? My time is not spent best figuring out our Facebook page, you know? And instead, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find someone that can do that for us that I trust, and I'm going to hand that off, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give them my vision. That's when, you know, my, my pastor has given us his vision, and he said, I'm not going to learn Facebook. I don't have time in all that I have to do to learn Facebook. Here's my vision for how I want this to go. I need you to carry it, you know? And then we're just accountable to him in that vision. I've I've noticed beyond Facebook, um, I guess I recently just kind of saw this. Um, I knew I knew that's happening in Facebook because you have ads that pop up. But here recently scrolling through Instagram, I'm seeing like between things my friends are posting, little yep. things that I'm like, that's an advertisement. They are really swift at what they're doing yeah. here. Yep. Well, Facebook owns Instagram now. So <laughs> they are they have figured it out. And, um, and yeah, uh, Instagram more and more, it's, it's, uh, it's really the amount. And that's, again, that's, that's the, that's the battle that we face both, not only as a, as a church, um, but just as being, you know, uh, essentially in the world, but not of the world. Right. 
We are, we are faced with a culture that is just inundated with nonstop advertising to the point that a lot of them can't tell the difference. And so um, we, are, we are facing the fact that if we don't get our message out there, then our message is going to get communicated by someone else. And who do we want communicating our message? Do we want it to be the, those that have set up against us? Or do we want it to be, hey, this is the place where you're called this is the place where you, you know, do we want to give the Holy Spirit that opportunity to prick their hearts with that little part from the sermon or that little need that they have with the, with the uh, program that we're running that week? You know, we have the opportunity to just be that little outreach that someone sees something scrolling through their Instagram mm-hmm. feed of like, oh, well, how about that? And maybe I'll check that out. I I know that a lot of tools, especially like Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, they're linked together. So they've made it really easy um, to use three major tools and not have to like, I have to write this here and then I have to write it here and then I have to write it here. But if you've communicated it in one, you can link it to the other. So when you post something, you're hitting three social media tools and you're. And demographics of people's ages as you're doing it too. Yep, exactly. And that's, you know, especially if you're, if you're in that position where, where most churches probably are, where you don't have a whole social media team, you don't, you know, you don't have a whole, a whole team that's going to do this. You have maybe you and maybe a couple other people um, that might be able to help out a little bit. Then, yeah, the tools make it easy where, you know, you don't need to have, we're going to have a different strategy for Twitter. We're going to have a different one for Instagram and a different one for Facebook. You take that photo, you get it on Instagram and you slide two little, uh, two little switches over so that you can share it on Twitter and you can share it on Facebook and it's everywhere. Like you said, that's, and that's a good way to start. Amen. We live in a great age. Amen. The ability to communicate the gospel and impact people um, in the day we live in, it's great tools God's given us. Amen. If you could add any other thing that you would share with the church, what would you share concerning social media? I would say don't be afraid. That's, the, that's probably the biggest. It, it's, not as, uh, it's not as scary or as risky as it seems. I know when I started... Um, when I started in uh, my industry that I work in, um, it was, you know, Facebook for business was kind of a new concept. Facebook had been around for uh, about six years at that time um, for, and it was really, you know, personal communication. Um, but I, I sat down with the CEO and uh, he said to me the same, you know, the same thing I said a little earlier, actually, is he said, you know, I don't want to hire you. <laughs> And uh, which isn't the most reassuring thing you want to hear on your job interview. But he said, I don't really want to have this position, but I need it. He said, I, I, you know, I, I'm, most people in the company don't want to do this. They don't think it's a good idea. He said, but I know it is. He said, not because I want to do it, because I have to do it, because I have to tell our story. Because if I don't tell our story, if I don't, if I don't get on there and I don't tell our story, someone else is going to tell our story. And in that case, it was, you know, it was clear it was going to be the disgruntled uh, former student or you know someone who had an issue. Because as we know, people often complain on social media. So if he said, you know, if if I, you know, as as afraid as everyone in the company is of doing this, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it even though I don't want to because. The risk of not telling our story is greater th- than the risk of telling it. Yeah, great stuff. We got a great story to tell. Amen. The best. Amen. The it's good the news. the gospel of Jesus Christ. And God's given us so many ways to do it that go beyond us Amen. and touch lives. Thank you. Thank you, Gail. You have been listening.
listening to the FCF Leadership Podcast, where our focus is to help you achieve your destiny as a leader. Be sure to mark your calendars for the upcoming West Leadership Summit in Tucson, Arizona. Speakers include Jen Tringale, Jeremy Pearson, Happy Caldwell, and Cookie Brothers. Join us on October 15th through the 17th at FCF of Tucson. For more information, visit our website at fcf.org.